All right, guys. Well, welcome back. We are on podcast episode number two on the night. Well, it's morning. uh, It's yeah, it's morning now. It's twelve twenty-one. Just to preface the situation here, it's after midnight. Buck Fever Nation. Are you calling Kobe (laughs) right now? Oh yeah, we're watching TV a little bit. It's our own TV, um, to be fair. But yeah, we're we're kind of talking some deer hunting fails here. We just got into it, but we're going to probably get an entire episode out of this. Maybe we could probably get multiple episodes out of deer hunting fails here, but there's going to be so many. There's going to be some good stories here coming up. So we'll just kind of get into it and. I think we should go succeed, round robin. You must fail. You, a little yeah, bit. Yes, you must. We should go round robin, though. Right. You're, okay, Where but you start with your earliest fail, and then we'll move to the next guy, and then the next guy, and then we'll go back around the circle. And that's not a bad idea. I do not need bad. to preface. I've had far fewer failures, but I've had far fewer successes also. But so it's. You you can you can chime in on ours, or if you don't, you know, you don't have. Yeah. This. No, I'm I'm just saying. Round robin, I might run out a little bit quicker. <laughs> That's all right. But, I, you know, it's just how she goes. Why don't we start with you then, Eli? You earliest want, fail. You want to hear my earliest fail? Oh, man. Uh, my earliest fail might be the worst fail that I've had as far as just being crushed. I think it was because I, I did not start deer hunting until... Uh, I think the first deer season I hunted, and it was just with the gun, was 2005. Maybe 2000, no, 2004 would have been my first gun season. And I went way up north to Mercer, Wisconsin, didn't see shit. Went back there the next year in 2005, didn't see anything. And then 2006, I went up with Pat for the first time to his cabin. So this is probably 2007, my second year of hunting at Pat's cabin. Um, And it's opening morning. One of the neatest deer experiences I've ever had, and also one of the worst at the same time. Um, Go out there, starts getting light out, and I see a doe. I had sighted my gun in two days earlier. I knew it was dead on. Uh, I had gone to Gander Mountain. You guys probably don't know what that is anymore. I've heard of it. Barely. I've okay. heard of it. Gander Mountain. I've been there once or twice. I worked there. I never yeah. went there. Bought a shooting <laughs> stick, and I actually took a shooting stick up in the tree stand with me. And I see this doe, and I'm thinking, well, maybe. And I remember, no, Pat's dad said, we're not shooting any doe opening day. So waiting for a buck. Well, luckily, right behind this doe, there's a buck. And it was a pretty good one, like an eight-pointer, and I was getting ready to shoot it. And then I heard what sounded at that time like I heard a pig just going, and from behind him I hear, and this huge buck comes flying out runs this eight pointer off and is standing perfectly broadside right in what i thought was my shooting lane guns already up click the safety i zoomed into 10 power 
or nine power. Put the crosshairs right on him, and I was steady, and I squeezed the trigger, expecting to see him like drop, and nothing happened. Like what? What? Just and I rack another shell in quick, and at this point, when I when I because I have a bolt action, thirty odd six, um, when I rack the shell in. Him and the, or the doe takes off running. He starts following, and I send off two more prayer shots through the woods. And I'm sitting there going, "What happened?" In the meantime, I hear boom from further down in the property. And then I hear from where Pat's dad stand is boom, boom, and it was just like you could just hear this buck running through the property and everybody trying to shoot it and um i didn't know how big he was at the time but later that night the neighbors came over and they said oh you guys had a chance at that double drop tine buck huh 17 points he's a 17 double pointer drop double drop tine buck mega mega swamp donkey yeah oh my god so <laughs> what happened like did i get buck fever nope I was sitting there after the fact, scratching my head, going, how did I miss that deer? Just feeling sick to my stomach. And I look out right where he was, and there's a branch about the diameter of my thumb, and it's got a big U out of the top of it, like three yards away from me. So my scope was zoomed in. Couldn't see that branch because it was zoomed in over the top of it. Yeah. And that's right where my gun was aiming. And I hit that branch and it must have just deflected it up. And oh, I shot man. probably right over his back. There's my first, that was my first whitetail fail. And that's it was a, a bad one. I'm going to add to that story because it's a wild story. There wasn't just like that 17 and the eight pointer. There yep. was like eight or nine bucks after this doe. Yep. Everybody else that shot, like, my dad's buddy shaky <clears throat> took a crack at the big one and then it ran past my dad he took two cracks at the big one and then he said there were so many freaking bucks running through he he's like there were eight there were 10 there were 12 bucks following <laughs> oh this doe he just took a grip at the next one and dropped a huge nine point <laughs> and he said there were eight to ten bucks following this one doe and i think at totality i don't know if tom ended up shooting two three I think three so. if not four guys took a crack at this 17 pointer nobody got them and all eight or ten of these bucks well we dropped one so one less go busting out of our land across the 400 acre field chasing this doe onto the next property it was like one of those true stories of one of the last i think that gun must that gun season must have been really late and one of those last does that comes into heat and every freaking buck in the area is on her. Wow. And it was one of those like herds of bucks yeah, busting through the woods. I just, my dad can tell the story. Awesome. Just, and that's why buck, I, buck, 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 buck. He's like, I don't even know what to aim at, but that's why I heard. <laughs> I think he tried Texas heart shooting that seven, 17 pointer. Cause like they were just busting a hundred miles an hour through the woods after this doe. And he ended up dropping the, you know, after he had missed the, the 17 twice, he, Decided, well, I must well shoot that one, and boom, drops a huge nine out of the group. Just wow. a crazy story. Yep, but that's where like I heard the, 
and then I hear that, you know, the big roar, yep. and he comes charging in, and all those smaller bucks are like just hanging back at that point. Then, and we're like, we're not mess, we aren't messing with him. So there, there's the first, my first fail, and that one, it it hurts to talk about every time, but <laughs> but it happened. That's a good one to start off with a double drop tying yeah. seventeen pointer. I mean, I'm definitely not going to top that, but. The, the first fail I can remember is that I was, I killed a few deer. I killed a buck and at least a doe before this. And, you know, that was when you were 10 and 11. You you, you had to hunt with a, a mentor. So I was, uh, I was hunting with my, I was by myself now because I was, I don't know, 12 or whatever it was. And a doe, a doe comes in at like, I don't know, 10, That's 10 cute. yards. That was cute. At like, at like ten yards, and uh, I'm I'm <laughs> probably shooting forty pounds, and I think I'm strong enough to shoot a a rage a rage. I don't know if it was a tripan or what, but an expandable back then, which sure. is not what you should be doing if you're that young, pulling yeah. that much that little weight back. And yeah. this doe comes through, and I I peg her in the leg, and it, it it's like a dart. It hits her and almost basically almost falls out. And, you know, I'm, I call my dad, I just shower. I just shower. And <laughs> we get up there, and he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, th- I don't think you did. We, we find the arrow, and there's, like, this much blood on it, and that's just a broadhead. And, you know, long story short, she, I'm sure she lived and whatever, and that became my stand because that was – I missed that deer out of there. So whenever we go in there to hunt, that is, that is my stand, but – that's the earliest one I can remember, but after that, it, it gets pretty good after that. I, I got quite a <laughs> bit of good ones after this. Oh, man. I, my earliest fail is on one of the biggest bucks I've ever seen in my life, too. I think I must have been 12 or 13. I think it was my second year ever of gun hunting, and I started out gun hunting. I didn't start bow hunting. <clears throat> um, and we were back in the... Uh, Chilton area where I grew up, uh, Hayton Swamp. And I think at that point in time, my dad didn't need to sit with me. Whatever age I was at, he didn't need to sit with me, but he needed to be like within sight and shouting distance or yep, whatever the yep, rule was yep, back then. Yep. So we were generally within that distance. I'd say he was 75 or 100 yards behind me. <clears throat> and I heard this. I, the swamp we were hunting in, it was super thick. Like, you just had these couple shooting lanes cut in. You couldn't see Jack. But you could always hear deer coming because it was so wet. You could always hear him slopping through the the water or, or something like that. And I either remember either hearing the slop or and hearing a stick break. And I get the gun ready. And this was back when um, it, it wasn't rifle statewide. Like, we were in shotgun only. Um, in the county we were in, back in Calumet County. So I get the shotgun up, and sure enough, in the shooting lane, steps out this mega swamp buck. Um, I don't remember how many points, like minimum probably 12. And he's in bull range, like 32, I'd say like 30 yards, standing there, broadside, and I'm freaking Elmer Fudd, man, like just shaking (laughs) And just whiff, man. Just, I don't, 
who knows if the bullet was even in the vicinity of the deer. <laughs> like, I've had a long history of a little bit of buck fever in me, which is kind of <laughs> classic that I'm part of this group. Yeah. But just, you know, right from a ripe young age, just started off with a good old whiff on a mega swamp giant. Nice. Yeah, the whiffing is one of the first uh, fails that I can remember back when I had first just started hunting, going with my dad, just kind of getting into it. And so the first gun that I ever hunted with was a single shot 20 gauge. And so at one point we must have been doing a deer drive. I'm set up in a spot with my dad looking over a field and a doe comes flying out and I've got a single shot 20 gauge and she probably pops out at 250 yards. (laughs) (laughs) Bang! 20 gauge at 250. (laughs) Bang! And you can just see the corn fly up 75 yards in front of me. And so then she's running across the field. I got more shells in my pocket. I'm reaching in there, pull out another one, throw it in there. Bang! Still nothing. Corn flies up 100 yards in front of me. Probably took three shots. I mean, she's going full tilt, but just like wrapping around this field. Probably doesn't even know what's going on because these bullets aren't going anywhere near yeah, her. They're hitting 100 yards in front of her. But I'm just like shooting and then reloading, reaching into my pocket, slamming another one in there, and just keep shooting. And obviously that did not come to fruition there. That's Hey, you can't get them if you don't let some but wet fly, I, right? I got a couple of shots <laughs> off anyways, and we sure went out there and checked for blood and did the whole thing, but there was no blood to be found. Corn blood. Yep, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Back to Eli. My turn. Fail number two. <laughs> Fail number two. Well, um, I wish... Honestly, the reason fail number one is not as bad as fail number two is because it was a clean whiff, and clearly that deer was running. Um, But I think anybody who bow hunts is going to go through um, some, some rough spells, let's just say, or have a deer where you shoot and don't make the best shot. So... The first fail that I had bow hunting, um, I remember it was September 27th. Uh, Most people were out of college. I was still around lacrosse, Mm -hmm. and Oktoberfest. It was Oktoberfest that was going on. It's a good weekend to be there. Everybody in the area was ripping it up down at the fest grounds and I said I'm going bow hunting um end up having a good set and having a having two really nice bucks come walking through and I drew back and shot at one and he was quartered away from me and um I had just bought it was the first year I was using a mechanical broadhead I believe and it was a G3 
something. I can't Tekken. I can't remember the name of it. Something like that. Yep. Um, but it was what all the Bone Crusher guys were pr- <laughs> promoting. Um, it's got to work, Ben. Yep. So I'm on the outdoor channel. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I shoot things quartered away from me, and I see my arrow stick in. I had lighted knocks, goes running away, and I'm like, that was the biggest deer at that time that I ever shot at with a bow. And it was probably, I don't know, it was a, like it would have been on the wall. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yep, absolutely. Had I had we recovered it so i end up doing the right thing not tracking it going back home i called i start trying to get a hold of friends and everybody that i talked to is like uh, why aren't you at Oktoberfest? <laughs> oh, this is awesome absolutely hammered yep and <laughs> so i end up calling um calling pat back because i had called you right away when it happened but calling you back and saying i don't have anybody down here that's going to come help me with this thing and i was looking at the forecast for the night and it was going to be rain in the middle of the night so pat and i get on the horn i'm like i'll come (laughs) you know i'm i think i'm married at this point but no kids so you know a little bit of freedom (laughs) call our buddy brad i'm like dude eli shot a giant on the cross uh, need some help tracking it. You want to make a road trip? He's like, hell yeah, I'm in. I'll be there in 45 minutes. So Brad drives around the lake, meets me at my house. We get in the car, drive three hours down the cross, help him track this deer. You guys um, got there at like midnight? Midnight. By the time we got down to the property, it's like 1230. Yep. So things had plenty of time. We're looking around. We end up Finding the arrow, and I don't know, there was probably six, only six to eight inches of penetration, I want to say, if I remember correctly. So we found that, and it was immediately like, oh, not feeling great about this. Um, but you don't know because you're shooting at the chest cavity. Well, we end up tracking it, not finding it. Um, next day... We tracked that sucker till 4.35 in the morning. Brad was playing in some, like, charity softball tournament, like a 9 o'clock game he had to be back oh, for. Yeah. So we're like, dude, we got to, like, 5.30, and then I think rain was coming. Yep. So we got down there at, like, 12 o'clock, tracked till 5.30, got back in the vehicle, drove all the way back home three hours so Brad could go play in a softball tournament. And then it starts raining, I think. And it was sprinkling a little bit. Yeah. Um, my other buddy, Tony, who... I, I've hunted with a lot. He lives in Iowa now, down in the Mecca. Um, he comes out to help me the next day after he wakes up. <laughs> and I mean, that, that woods has never spelled the same since. But we end up, we get back on the blood trail, follow it another 100 yards, and feel like we're making progress. <laughs> and boom the skies open up and it's just a complete downpour and every like we were standing there we could watch the blood we're looking at just like wash off of the leaves so never ended up recovering that buck i went back uh 
for the next like three days and just like by myself grid searched up and down trying to hopefully find this deer's body uh, but never ended up never ended up finding them i think he ended up living and like the only time that any other person has ever shot a good buck down there was that gun season and i think that they ended up shooting that deer during the gun season so first bow fail man we're kind of chuckling because we just watched one there of terry absolutely hosing et right in the throat i mean that deer didn't feel a thing but not exactly where you want to hit him but hey you got it done so it was a blood trail that you couldn't miss yeah i mean we couldn't we couldn't show it because we would (laughs) youtube would not allow it i mean it was like a red carpet yeah but no that's pretty sweet it was a successful fail yeah, oh, look at now everybody's happy. And now everybody's smiling. Everybody's You're happy. About to go yeah. find him. <laughs> yep. Saved a ton of meat. He, exactly. Hell of a shot. Because yep. he ran like 50 yards and fell over. Yeah. Yep. But um, my my second fail comes the same year I hit that doe. Just on like November, I was sitting in a stand and I had this you know, basket six point eight point come through and he's at like five yards and I decided to still shoot the rage through him and run one right into his chest cavity and. I probably only got you know six inches in there because I'm shooting forty pounds, and he runs down into the the marsh, and I I'm like, Dad, dude, he's dead. Like I I crushed him. I know I did. And he's like, Oh well, I'll be up here tomorrow. So he goes and looks tomorrow. Jesus. Yeah, I mean yeah, that I blood mean, like, trail. I don't know how we even showed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know how we didn't get mon- demonetized, but Jesus, um, we weren't monetized at the time. That's, that's true. How. And so he. Uh, he goes back up and looks, and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I didn't find anything, and I, I was so disappointed. I was in sixth grade. I had a little Pantex uh, slide-up phone that I would check every hour after class because I had to keep it in my locker. You know, you couldn't bring that to class. Sure. And, you know, he's like, yeah, I never found him. And, like, four or five years later, I'm turkey hunting down there, and I find that buck dead. Man. I find his I find his skull, and it's sitting in my room really? right now. Yep, same buck. I can, I can, I'm 99% sure it's the same deer because – you know, wow. that, that stuff's engraved in your head yeah. when you shoot that. And it's sitting up in my room right now. The exact, I'm like, I'm like, dad, this is the buck I shot like six years ago that he's, that died. I'm sure he died because of when I shot him and we just never found him. Yep. And that, that was a fail, but not a fail at the same time. So that's that wild was, that yeah. the mice and other critters didn't. I mean, he was out. a little chewed up, but you could tell like that was definitely the buck I shot at because I, I remember it. I mean, I can still envision it right now. He was from me to the probably your door away when i shot him dang oh next gun and next fails another gun story another elmer fudd moment pure this is a pure buck fever moment for me um i I don't remember exactly what year it was but uh gun season up at my cabin in in clark county and i'm sitting in a spot i typically sit we used to call it beehive and across on the neighbor's property there's just all kinds of rut action going on like i can just see these small bucks six pointers five pointers eight pointers whatever chasing these does around grunting action is just wild and all of a sudden it stops and it just goes dead and this is like one of the times where like calling it actually worked in my life i Tipped the can call over a couple times for a doe bleat and followed it up by a couple of grunts and like a 
clockwork on a string out of that thick stuff comes this mega 10 and he's coming right at the tree and for whatever reason the buck fever kicks in and instead of just hey let the winds in my favor everything let the deer come in to a nice 20 30 yards nope Let's take a frontal shot at 80 yards. Try to put one through oh his God. chest. You just wanted to get over quick. I, I, I understand. I get in these moments sometimes, or at least I did when I was younger, like so freaked out about the deer is going to leave or yep. bolt for whatever reason. And yep. in that scenario, like looking back, obviously, there's no reason that the deer is going to leave. He's coming to the call. He's shown no inclination that anything's up. The wind is in my favor. But I'm freaking out, like, if I don't get a shot off now, he's going to bolt. So he's coming, like, directly at me, and I decide I'm going to line one up and blast it through the chest, and that'll drop him. Well, three shots later, and a whiff, and he's running back the other direction he came from. And, uh, yeah, just later that night, my brother ends up shooting a a giant 10-pointer at like 250 yards on the run uh he's a sniper when it comes to shooting deer uh my brother from now idaho uh my brother dave but very very similar deer in the 150 class something like that and i don't know if it's the same buck because we were completely on different different parts of the property but um yeah just a an absolute collapse of uh, and you can't attribute attribute it to anything but buck fever just <laughs> not being able to at that age not being able to handle the the situation and just let things come into come into fold and just rushing it and story of my life with the gun <laughs> uh yeah yet another whiff on omega man jake is this a video where we find blade runner sheds no, but this is from last year, and now that I'm looking what? at it, this might be the buck that that ten that I'm after this year. Oh, sure. No, yeah, this is this year, and this okay. is where I find a a freak offspring because you know yep. you get like one of them every year. Yeah. But hmm. I was gonna say we should pay attention to that because now this is this he, year's video. Okay. Yeah, he really blew up, but yeah. So I mean, we've already established that I didn't really have much of a problem taking big big whiffs at deer uh, with a gun Eli are you okay yeah. okay I didn't know if you were going down yeah. um, yeah. so this is probably a maybe it's a couple years later maybe it's sooner no it has to be later because at this point now we're on an 80 acre property that my grandparents owned um, that I, I think if they had it now would be like really, really great. But I was just young when they owned it. So I didn't know what I know now about how to hunt it and whatever. I mean, I don't think we even hung a single tree stand on it. Like we were ground blinds, one gun stand, somewhat primitive out there. Um, and similar situation as, as the first fail story, probably boy, this one, by this time I had a 243 and had to be 300 yards had to be 300 yards you like those long shots and yeah. and it's probably guns we, that well, are capable of so going that far we're inside <coughs> we're inside the house and we see all of a sudden 
the deer runs out in the field. Then another one, another one, another one. A dozen, maybe 15, maybe 20 does. Just one after the other. Like they all got released out of a pen or something. Just one after the other. So a couple go by and we're just watching it. And they just keep coming and we're like, maybe we should go out there and take a crack at one. Sure enough, we go out there. I got my magazine, my clip loaded up, you know, but then just not in the gun. So I have the bullets ready, throw it in the gun, step outside. You probably know the story from here. I take a couple cracks with my <laughs> 243 at 300 yards at does moving at a full tilt. And uh, and your bullet's going like this. Yeah, yeah, probably getting closer. I mean, hitting the dirt at like two hundred yards, closer than the single shot twenty gauge. Right, I'll give you that. But, but that that pea shooter isn't. It's not. It's yeah. well. I mean, it's probably getting there. It's just not. I mean, that's not the way to hunt those deer. So you probably hit them. It just bounced off. Right. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Like a BB. At gun. that point, by the time it got there, it's probably. It's like getting way shot with a red rider. Yeah. So needless to say, it was a similar situation. Spent two hours looking for blood. <laughs> there was never going to be any blood. See, you a theme going here. That's the last one of those. Okay. I think. <laughs> Unless something comes to mind. All right. I'm up again. Um, next fail was a, a buck that we called MJ. And let's see here. This was a Sunday, I remember that, because I almost didn't go hunting. Um, I was off the, I was going to be off the whole next week. The Packers were playing, but it was just a day where I'm like, I got to get out there. So I went out. We had a ground blind set up out in this island of trees. That it, Same it, place you shot your turkey this spring. Yeah, right where I shot the turkey this spring. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I ended up lugging two, two decoys out there at Dota doe to buck and i was in the blind and i end up doing a a calling sequence and i'm stomping on the ground and um grunting and all of a sudden i start to see horns come up out of what is now our food plot and i watch this buck jump the fence i'm like oh man that's mj and why did we call we called him mj it was michael jordan because he had like two g3s that were super long 23 so 23 the connection yep. yeah yep and he was just a really nice buck um 10 pointer g3s were probably like 12 inches long yeah um and he comes out and he's looking at the decoys and it's like he's 30 yards out i range him and the sun sets over the river and you can see the sun going down and it's just like beaming into the blind and he's kind of looking what i thought was my direction he's not acting spooky i can look back now and say he's not acting spooky but i started to get a little bit more nervous um so i ended up shooting and uh this was 2000 11 or 12 probably so the bows that or the bow i was shooting then is nowhere near as fast as the bow i'm shooting now and i could i I just watched him drop like i 
when I squeezed, I thought I made a perfect shot, and I just watched him like drop, and saw the arrow hit, and immediately I was like, oh no, this isn't great. Um, so, same thing, pull out, spent a sleepless night, um, our buddy Brad was coming down to hunt with us that week, and he got down the next morning, we went to track it, and we tracked him all the way out to the end of this ridge, down the valley, then he went up the next hill, and over the next hill, and, um, long story short, didn't find him. Uh, and ended up hearing that one of the, well, the neighbors that were across the road ended up finding him dead, like, a half, over a half mile from where we quit tracking him because um, we'd lost blood. So I'm guessing he ended up getting, like, an infection or something and, sure. and dying. But that was the next one. So I felt pretty bad about that. Jake, you watching us <laughs> cut As, up this yeah. break again? No, but I'd say I got two fails that are pretty similar. Uh, one being he just did. Um, <laughs> when I was, I think I was eleven or twelve. I don't know, young enough to where my uncle couldn't bring a bow with, and it was late season. Yeah, and I had I had two arrows. Two or three, I don't remember. I think it was two. And these a doe, two does and a fawn or three fawns come in or whatever it was. And I, <laughs> it's late season, so you know they're just hungry. And I draw back and I whew, let one go, completely miss. Grab another arrow, draw back, whew, miss. So I'm I'm out of arrows now, and they run away, and I crawl out of the stand, and I go down. I crawl out of the stand, go down and pick up my... I could only find one. I don't know where the other one went. I crawl back up in the stand, and sure enough, as soon as I'm coming up the ladder, they're coming back already. So I knock another arrow, let that one fly, miss. I'm over three with two arrows in the same night within like half an hour. So, I mean, me and my uncle are just... That's when he couldn't bring a bow, so he was being responsible. And, I mean, we're just laughing. I mean, he's laughing. I'm pretty pissed, but it was... It was pretty funny looking back at it. And then, I don't know if it was the next year or the, simo- the same year, but I uh, <laughs> I was sitting with my dad, so it must have been the year before, and we were gun hunting, and like I, a spike was chasing a two-dos or whatever, and uh, <laughs> they come out across the field, and I think I emptied the clip on them, and I didn't touch them. <laughs> I mean, they were running full speed, and I was just, boof, 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 boof. Yeah, I was shooting a seven mmo eight. Uh, yeah, didn't what? touch them. Yeah, it's it's Holy like a a seven mmo eight. It was a. I really sorry. loved the gun, and I would still shoot it if it wasn't a youth model. Oh, thank sure. you. It was a, it was a youth model. So I mean, the barrel was like, I mean, the gun was probably this long. And my uncle. He shoots a seven mmo eight right now, and it, I'm a full size one, and he he kills a lot of deer with that. Yeah. If I didn't have a youth model, I'd still shoot that. But I mean, I shoot the two seventy now, and I'm very glad with it, and I have no problems with it. I shoot yeah. Quite a bit of deer with that one. So, but yeah, I missed. Needless to say, I missed three deer in one night with two arrows, and then 
I've dropped, I've emptied many clips on many deer and haven't came away with them. That was in my younger years. Now I'm, I'm a lot smarter. I don't shoot unless I know yeah. I'm going to hit them or whatnot. So, but you live and learn. And I mean, I'm sure my dad was just trying not to laugh as hard as he could. And I'm sure if I'm a parent one day that does that, I'll probably be laughing too, just uh-huh. because it's. Like you just shot five times and you weren't even <laughs> close to them, but that's how you learn. So that's pretty cool drone footage. Is this the first shed video? I yeah, this is. That has to be. See right so, there, that food plot's where I killed Blade Runner. Yeah. Right. So when we and get that's the other side of the road. When we get to the Blade Runner portion of things, somebody pay attention and stop us because you got to see what this thing looked like the year before. <laughs> but okay, Colby. You're up. Yeah, so a couple early in my career gun failures um, that I, to be honest, I went on a pretty long streak of not really necessarily failing at anything, but I definitely developed, a, let's say, reputation at our cabin that um, gun season-wise, like, if you're sitting in the woods and you heard someone fire off one shot you sure the hell knew it wasn't me um (laughs) if you heard someone fire off two three four shots someone would get on the radio and go pat what'd you shoot at (laughs) um it just it a bunch of deer i did end up getting i would always whiff on the first shot and somehow hit them on the run on shot number two or three and finish it off or get it done. Um, So I've got a pretty good reputation with the gun for whiffing on shot number one. Uh, At least in my earlier years. I've been a little bit better here lately. Um, But I'm going to jump all the way to two of my bow failures. I'm going to wrap two stories in one. It's back-to-back years, 2019 and 2020, and it's why I do not shoot expandable broadheads today anymore. 2019 actually happened to be the first year we lived in this specific house. Um, and I was hunting and we own uh, three acres, but we're in prime deer area. And it just happened to be one of the, these years where I just didn't have any luck hunting in, in our other properties and whatnot. And uh, I think it's like the Thursday before gun season. And I'm just in the backyard with the bull because a bunch of deer were out and I honestly was just kind of hoping to shoot a doe and this pretty solid like 10 point buck comes like from 300 yards away uh all the way across the field skips like a group of eight does comes onto my land across a food plot I had planted and literally right at me in the tree line <laughs> cuts across into my backyard like he's going at my shed he's <laughs> ends up being about a 30 yard shot um and i'm shooting an expandable um drill him in the shoulder and long story short or long story long nope. story short there, there we is. go there it is. we got it uh got about a inch and a half of penetration and the arrow busted off oh, immediately geez. right behind the broadhead yeah, that's nothing. Never recovered the deer. Um, so actually, my good buddy Mike, uh, that we've mentioned a couple times, came out the next morning. And we searched for a couple hours and never found him. Pretty sure that deer's alive after we ended up finding the arrow. And 
actually at the spot that I shot after we looked for a long time sure enough the arrow was sitting there just in the weeds right where I had shot him um, a couple yards away and I, about an inch and a half of penetration so obviously drilled the shoulder and the arrow busted right away like the broadhead got zero penetration um, and then fast forward to 2020 it's the, the second weekend of bow season and um, this buck we called BG my daughter named him Big Giant so we called okay. him BG Yep. and hunting down in our southwest Wisconsin property this deer comes to a water tank that we didn't weren't necessarily even filling up it was an old kiddie pool that we hadn't even made any effort to fill up but I knew he was going there because a couple deer previous to him had walked up there and it was about 40 the water tank was about 40 yards away and I could hear the deer in it because you could hear the plastic like oh yeah shifting yep. around or cracking um, and then sure enough a deer we called perfect 10 um, came first which we were were passing because he was a two and a half year old 135 140 inch 10 and we decided we were passing that year he came first I can hear him crunch around in the water tank and then sure enough behind him was this deer called we called BG and he crunches in the water tank and then I've got one lane about five yards past that they're going out to the bean field to eat um, so he gets out of the water tank. He starts walking there. I got a huge lane, man, you know, stop him at 45 yards and I will never take this distance shot again for this pure factor is, you know, I felt really good about the shot, squeezed it off. I felt good about how the arrow traveled, but at that distance, they're just reacting to the shot and kind of the same story of what Eli had with his deer with MJ before. It doesn't take much at that distance for a deer to drop just a little bit and you hit him in no man's zone high. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Um, the deer circled around. Uh, we actually tracked him for a really, we went in there the next, that night and then the next morning and mm -hmm. tracked him a really long ways, just drop by drop by drop. But he was down a bluff all the way up a steep bluff, like definitely Definitely lived and obviously lived because Eli had actually had a crack at him the, the next year as well. But, again, that was another expandable broadhead. We ended up finding that arrow about 20 yards from where I hit him with, again, about two inches of penetration. I hit him high in the shoulder. A, the distance of the shot I'll never take again. Um, he had dropped and maybe shifted just a little bit in his movement. But yeah. again, at that distance, you're giving them that opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, and your room for air is so small. But that expandable, again, hit. I only had about two inches of penetration. Um, and since then, I have switched to, to fixed blade broadheads. Now, the kicker on that story, the success on that story, is the next night, I sat the exact same stand and shot a buck that's on my wall today so um that area was hot i didn't get too much you didn't, didn't get too down after we had done all the tracking and the blood trailing and felt very very confident that that deer was still alive based on the terrain he had had gone through um went right back into that stand and the very next night shot a buck on the wall uh at seven yards so but to this day, that's why I will no longer shoot expandables. There you go. 
Yeah, I think the the next one that comes to mind for me is on that same 80-acre property. We called it the Deerfly Farm. So we're at the Deerfly Farm, and we're going in for our afternoon hunt, also a, a, a gun hunt, with the 243. <laughs> and uh, we, just took a we, <laughs> we decide, all right, we're walking in. We had a little bit of a, a bridge to cross, get through there. That's after we had gone through a, a field. Um, make our way down the trail a little ways, turn a corner, and we're face-to-face with probably a year-and-a-half doe at 15 to 20 yards. So it's me and my dad, 15 yards away from a doe, standing there on the trail and we're just kind of looking at each other she makes full eye contact with us we make eye contact with her my dad and I are kind of like looking back and forth at each other like at this point I'm I'm gonna try to get a shot off but she's looking right at me and somehow he tells me to like try to get to a knee to get steady get a shot off she's looking at me I'm looking at her and then I start to drop down to a knee and then I get down there and then she's still looking at me and I'm looking at her and I pull the gun up to my shoulder and we're still eyes locked on each other. She's not moving at all, just eyes locked on me, not even sure what's happening. Probably a 95 pound doe (laughs) (laughs) and we're just like looking at each other 15 yards away. My dad's standing up in the middle of this open cut trail behind me and I get up, get right on her. Boom. Blasted her. And we're happy, obviously quickest hunt ever. Everybody's super excited. And we go up, we start looking for blood. Nothing. And then we look for like another 45 minutes. No blood. So now we're on fail number three of missing deer. Except the first two were on the run, very long distances. One of which with a severely underpowered (laughs) weapon. And now we come up to a 15 yard shot, 243. It's a chip shot. Should have dropped her right there. Nothing. Maybe you just blew it right through her. Well, and that's what I thought. I mean, like, so with that 243, some of the bullets that I shoot, er, that I had shot, some of them opened up a really good wound channel and you could have a, a great blood trail. Some of them were like nothing. They would kill the deer, but there was like no blood to track it would yeah, fill I mean I wouldn't give that gun any credit whatsoever <laughs> well it's not really a bad gun but it, like, it's a horrible gun it's really not it's yeah, not I mean, at all no it's not yeah no you, I'd no, use no, it no, no, for no. shooting squirrels maybe no, but anybody knows guns 243 is not a bad gun it's not a great a, gun well it's low powered for like an adult but it's not <laughs> it's not a bad gun for killing deer but it just like it's more so the bullets than the gun and so certain bullets would kill a deer but 
when you go to gut it, the chest cavity would be filled with blood, but there'd be like no blood trail whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then other bullets, great blood trail, whole thing. I mean, yeah, there could be something said for shot placement or whatever, but there was legitimately a difference in which bullet I was shooting depending upon which, like what kind of a blood trail I would get. But this one was for sure non-existent. That was a for sure no hit at 15 yards. Fair. All right. I feel like I have so many. I got to lump a few of them together. Right. As I say, <laughs> we're coming up to where to start lump them together. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. So I've talked about this before. Uh, big nine. Pat shot a buck we called lightning. And in the exact same moment, I had the big nine um, coming in. And I had a drag. It was one of the only times that I've had scent work. Long story short, he ended up following the path that I walked to the tree uh, rather than following, you know, the drag that I did, you know, past the tree. And I was back to full draw and just needed him to step out from a tree and um, I had I was in a climber my arrows were in the quiver pointed up the bottom limb of my bow hit the arrows made a little click he ran off no shot taken that was a that was a killer um, so we'll just kind of keep it going Pat had talked about BG so I'll talk about my fail with BG as well um, that was more of a fail on my behalf and making poor judgment on taking a shot when I did. So it was it was dusk, it was starting to get pretty dark out, and um, I had drawn back, put the pin on, on him, and I couldn't tell exactly where on the deer the pin was. So I moved down, found his front leg, raised it up to where I thought it was going to be a good shot, ended up raising it up too high, shooting, hitting him, wounding him. Uh, he had pictures of him two days later, and then a month after that, he ended up getting shot on one of the neighbor's properties. So that was a big letdown. Um, but my biggest failure was probably, was it twenty? 19, I believe. Was that the first year you and Brad went to Minnesota? Yeah. Yep. So 2019. We were, um, I think it was the second week in a bow season, and I had a, a really good buck come in. And this is actually on public land that is somewhat near the private that we, that we hunt on. Um, but we had down in the down where this land was it was all like alfalfa and basically a giant food plot planted out in the field um so i went up in the woods a little ways ended up having a really nice buck come no idea which deer this was but it was definitely a shooter he was tall wide heavy and i shot um never ended up finding my entire arrow uh, but the blood trail on this thing this is also an expandable so I got a theme going here on my on my bow misses of expandables um, BG another expandable 
blood trail was wild, but it was going uphill. I'm like, that's not good. But at the same time, it was like so easy to follow that I didn't think much of it. Got to the hill, and something closed up. Ended up um, tracking it, and both flashlights died. The one I had, the one my buddy had. So we had to kind of back out. We ended up using our cell phones for for light to get back down and go to the truck. Um, it was the middle of the night. Couldn't go buy more batteries, so I decided to go back the next day and ended up finding my broadhead and probably the first 10 inches of the arrow covered in blood and the rest of the arrow was broken off. So I know I had good penetration. Um, after I found that arrow, I didn't find another speck of blood and I grid searched, never ended up finding that deer. So that was the first deer of 2019 that I didn't find. And that one's just a mystery to me. I felt like I had made a good shot. I had good blood, just never ended up finding them. So um, early November, it was the Friday before the Minnesota opener, and Pat and Brad were down, and it was like a frigid cold morning. Like I think when we were driving down there, it was like minus 13 degrees or something like that. I slept in and said I'm coming out at 9 a.m. because it's too damn cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm out there. But the action was wild. I missed out. Oh, man. Our buddy Brad was out there. um, And I'm sitting there that morning. Had a nice buck come down off the ridge. And he was about 40 yards away. And I stopped him. And this is another one. It's another... I don't think this is a mechanical broadhead issue, but I was shooting a mechanical broadhead at the time. So I shoot, I watch the deer drop, ended up hitting him, and I'm not feeling great about the shot. Well, in the meantime, Brad sends me a text that he had shot a buck. So I said, oh, I'll go help you find yours. So we end up trying to go find it. My phone starts ringing, and it's the neighbor. He goes, did somebody shoot a buck this morning? Yep. He goes, well, we found him dead right here. And we walk over there, and there's Brad's buck dead. And then the neighbor's buddy was hunting with him, and 10 yards away from Brad's buck dead. His buck is dead. His buck (laughs) is dead. So two of these deer died within 10 yards of each other. It was pretty cool. The one that the neighbor shot was way bigger, like really nice deer. Really nice deer. Yep. And we're all pumped like okay let's go look for mine so we end up finding blood so three bucks have been shot and i am not even to the land yet because i'm (laughs) sleeping in right awesome great decision yeah (laughs) way to go is that a fail (laughs) that could be a fail list Mm -hmm. Um, consider it yep so we end up following this thing find blood and there's a little snow on the ground and you could see where it like there's definitely a lung hit because you could see like a splatter like right in the middle of the path where it was walking and we're feeling like really good about it and then kind of started like blood started to disappear a little bit we kind of branched out started searching and then pat found a bed that had blood in it 
long story short, this then it deer, turned uphill again. It, it turned uphill, and it's so, never a good sign. Nope. Anytime they start going uphill, bad sign. Um, but same thing. It was a long shot. I stopped it. I could see the deer drop as I shot. And I didn't feel good about it after I let the let the arrow go. Um, I felt like I had made a good shot, but just seeing what the deer did, I didn't feel good about it. And those things are tough. Like, definitely hit a lung, but it was probably a little bit high. Went over the front lung, caught the top of the back lung, and that was not enough for it to be a lethal, a lethal hit. And I, same thing, went back out multiple times trying to find that deer. Looked on multiple people's properties, got permission from different landowners to just go walk around and no, no luck. So, the only other one I can remember, I know there's way more than what I'm going to say, but I can't remember them at the moment. I was probably, I might have even been 10, I might have skipped over this one. My dad was sitting with me, we were young, and (laughs) I convinced him to hang a double set because, you know, you had to sit with me to be a, a mentor or whatever, and it's opening day. And of bow season, and I'm probably drawing back 30 pounds, 32 I think was what you needed, and I was right at that limit. And um, so this doe and fawn come right up out of the, tr- right up out of the marsh, and they're walking. They're gonna walk five yards from me, and sure enough, they come this way. I draw back behind the behind a tree. They're about six, seven yards right on the field edge. We're tucked in. I. <laughs> She stops perfectly. I, me, ten year old me, lets one fly, smokes her in no man's land. I mean, my arrow doesn't even pass through, in no man's land. That's how much I'm draw. That's how little I'm drawn back. And she, she runs over by my uncle, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I, I think she's gonna live." I mean, we find the arrow; it's broken off because she was running through trees and all that. And you know, long story short, we never found her, and not much blood to say the least. And I'm sure she lived, but. That was another fail of mine that just just being younger and not in shooting but not shooting as much so practice when you're younger and <laughs> don't shoot expandables until you're shooting enough weight to really blow through them or or not ever. yeah or as i was gonna say if you according to you guys don't shoot expandables at all so or hit them in the shoulder it is a common theme here it has been uh I'm going to I'm going to lump a couple kind of non necessarily shooting a deer fails in here. I'm going to add a little hopefully humor here. Um back in the college days, you know, we're talking a long time ago. I'm 38 now. I may have partied a little too hard the night before <laughs> going out at my cabin mm. for a bow hunt. I get up in the tree. It is a struggle bus to get to the tree stand. (laughs) I am not doing swell. I climb the tree, get up there, and realize, son of a bitch, I don't have my release. (laughs) I'm so hungover, there's no way I'm walking back to the cabin to get my release. So, you know what? I got taught NASP archery in high school. Let's do the three finger pull. Mm. Yep. So I slap an arrow on there and 
I got to figure out if I can even do this. Can I pull 65 pounds with three fingers? Yeah, I pulled it back. But try letting it down. (laughs) Nope. Zing. The arrow goes flying. And it's stuck across the border right in the middle of my neighbor's four-wheeler path. And I'm like, son of a gun. I can't freaking let that arrow just frick. What if he comes around on the four wheelers? He's going to think I shot in his lamp. Right. So I climbed down the tree, go get the arrow, climb back up. And that was enough to upset the stomach that now I puke out of my Ah. tree stand. (laughs) Let's just say it was not a good morning. Did not see Jack. And uh, it was a struggle bus with the head buried between the knees for a while. Um, fail number 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I've been known to have to have nature call quite often when I'm out in the woods. Um, I would say a couple fails on more than one occasion. I'm going to say at least three times on opening day of gun season. You know, you have a really nice meal up at the cabin. Good old. Sure. Doesn't matter what it is. There's been at least three or four times that I get out there super early sitting in the tree and right about prime time shooting time yep pat's climbing down to go find a spot off in the woods next to his tree to take a shit um can't say that's ever helped bring one in um so that fail story is probably to be continued i'm sure (laughs) in future moments um Oh, what other one did I have for you? I had one more that kind of groups into this. Uh, you can't even go in. I can't even go hunting without. Dude, I've crapped in the woods so many times. I'm an <laughs> expert. <laughs> you got to have some <laughs> toilet paper or leaves. Uh, leaves no, leaves good. are terrible. You got to have some wipe, some baby wipes, something with you. I mean, if it gets. Make sure if things are all cleaned up and good to go for tough. the rest of the day. Leaves will work. But the best one is... Yeah, leaves will work early season. Try doing that in November (laughs) when they're a little crunchy. It ain't nice. It ain't good. That is a failure. Failure, not good. My favorite one, though, is when it must have been the peninsula stand or you might have been, like, going down to Junction and decided, I'm not going to make it the whole morning. I go take a dump. So you, I know this one. So you walk back out and end up doing your doing your deed right by <laughs> right the, by the old pine tr- the right cedar by, tree right by the cedar tree which we actually have a tree stand in now, um, and didn't think anything of it. But <laughs> at the time, the landowner had a ground line tucked in on the other side of the tree cedar tree. <laughs> there was no intention here. It was just like I gotta go. Right now, and that's the closest cover. <laughs> yeah. So we're down and we're talking to talking to him, and he's like, "Oh, you think you think Doug's really really ticked off? Like, I think someone, I think he came over and took a shit right next to my blind. <laughs> we're like playing it off, like, oh, yeah, damn it, Doug. <laughs> what is, what is he doing? <laughs> Big old steamer right behind his blind. Oh. He was just trying to sabotage my hunt. <laughs> uh, cat's out of the bed, Greg, if you're listening. Sorry it was me. Yep. 
<laughs> no intention whatsoever. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. I think on TV I'm about to shoot a turkey. That's the last one I shot. Maybe the last one that... Boom! Drops. You got him. Smoked him. Maybe... Is that the last one that you and I have shot? Period? It's on the channel, yeah. Because Ben shot one the right. next year or whatever, but... Yeah, the the probably the biggest fail. I mean, the ones I told so far is all just being young and missing shots, whatever. But um, there was a buck a couple years ago, probably two years ago now, that I named Albert on account of he was fat. Uh, he was probably a two and a half year old, not the biggest rack or whatever, but um, one that I was definitely gonna shoot. I think we all were ready to shoot and he was a regular i mean he was there all the time and we actually had like one of these weekends that we've talked about where there was major encounters with albert we knew the trail that he was taking every time he loved to be on this trail and so it just so happened that i was set up you can see it in some of the videos we've watched tonight some of these older ones, um, you know, I'm set up like over this food plot. I am out in the open. The ladder is two yards into the food plot. There is no backing there. I am just out in the open. And Albert's trail, we still call it that to this day, is probably 80 yards away from me. And so I would watch him go by, do his thing. And this is like pre-rut, so I would grunt at him and this was probably two or three hunts in a row get him into like 40 yards and it would be the same old same old you know when, when you get to that point and you've grunted at him that many times like they know right where you are they're looking right at you we're making eye contact it's a whole <laughs> thing and he's a two and a half year old buck so he doesn't have like a ton of experience out there but he's not stupid he's looking right at me he knows that i'm not a deer making that noise and um, we've we talked about this previously that I, I don't think I'll ever do this again. I get my call out. That's where you get it from. And he runs off. He gone. Gone. And he runs past my dad and <laughs> stops. And this is when my dad had, he was still shooting his compound bow that's probably 40 years old. And I don't know if he, I don't know if he even got a shot up. I, I thought he did, but I don't know if he even did. Hit the dirt. Is that like thirty? Is that like thirty-five yards? And I don't know if the arrow was gonna make it there. He's shooting an arrow that probably weighs a thousand grains, and it's like, oh my goodness, yeah. Is that the old? What is it? 775 or whatever uh, aluminum. That bow yeah. is thick as my 30 pinky. plus years older than I am. It's not, I have no idea where it even came from. <laughs> it's one of the first ever made, I think. And so he, needless to say, whatever happened there didn't work out. Then he goes past my Swing. brother and my brother does take a shot at him. Thinks he misses. I'm almost positive he hit him. Because he comes back on our trail cameras a day or two later, and he's got a laceration, like, kind of right where you'd want to shoot him, but 
it must have just been he was angled somewhere. Somebody shot him. Whether it was my dad, my brother, somebody shot him. It must have just been like a glancing blow. He must have been really quartered or something. He definitely got shot. Lived, obviously. Um, so needless to say, he, he had multiple encounters with me. I snort wheeze at him. He doesn't like it. He gets shot at at least once, if not twice. Gets hit at least once. Maybe by us. Maybe by the neighbor. I have no idea. And uh, he, he showed back up like one more time on, on trail camera, and that was it. Albert was gone. No more Albert. And maybe, so, maybe Fat Albert's like John Daly. I think John Daly has a quote out there like, you know why I never get injured? Because he can't pull fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, he, he was a tank. He was an absolute unit. It's one of those like – we talk about how that one that you guys are have right now, he's got a tiny body but a huge rack. This one had the body. That's a good combination. I like that. <laughs> I'd agree with That's, that. I mean, yeah. uh, if we're not talking deer hunting. No, I understand. I get you. Okay. I get you. Though. Just for our listeners. I wanted to that's, clarify for our listeners. No, I'd still agree no, with that if we were talking no, deer hunting. No, that's a good call. That's a good call. But <laughs> on, on the contrast here, this one – Maybe not exactly your type. Ginormous. <laughs> it was a I small mean, rack. Ginormous. Ginormous small rack. Not uh. not the biggest rack. Wow. So that's what we were dealing with there. Problematic. I was still. I was still. loving too. I was more than happy to shoot him, but uh, no, I I snort wheezed at him instead, and <sighs> off he ran. So. Duh. Yeah. Son of a gun. Yeah, you'll have that. My next fail, this is a pretty good one. <laughs> um, I have a... Th- well, I'm... Somebody needs to go... I'm, I need a beer run. I'm, I'm going to beer. I'll go I'm get you fall one. Asleep, I I, run. Oh, come one on. One more. I'm, I'm out, but you can go, Eli. I mean, I I'll got... I'll get you a beer. Call. I got... We could probably more. keep going for another 20 minutes. We, we can we keep going, but I'm, I'm out. I don't okay. have money. I was in Minnesota, and um, I was... I had spent this Minnesota season just looking for a spot, and I ended up finding this spot... And we ended up having to get a John boat and driving down the river to get in there. So it's the first night that I'm in there. Gross. And um, this is just nuts. Like it, it was 3.30 when we got in. It's dark out by 5.30. So by the time I get in there, hang the stand, it's probably 4.30. And within five minutes of sitting down in the tree stand, I had it had a buck walk under me and he he walks under and just kind of keeps going like three minutes later another buck comes walking this is just crazy 10 minutes after that i have a really nice buck come in and i'm like i'm gonna shoot this one so he's going i just can't ever get him to really stop in an open lane so He's behind this thick brush. I have the gun up, and I made the decision, like, when he steps out from behind that brush, I'm shooting. So I have the gun up, scopes zoomed in, and I see the whole scope get filled with brown, find the shoulder. Boom! Shoot. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I just shot a really nice buck like 140 some inch buck like this is awesome and so I get down out of the tree 
walk over, walk up to this deer, and it was one of the first two that went past me. Little like little like basket rack. And I'm like, you've gotta be kidding me right now. Like I just shot a basket rack eight pointer. I think it was actually a seven. He had four on one side, three on the other, like scored probably about 57 inches <laughs> and I'm like you've got to be kidding me right now I never saw this other deer run off I just know he's behind this thick brush so I had gone in there with one of my other buddies and we're going in by boat and he's like oh what'd you get and I said well it's legal because over there you have to have it's a four point restriction you have to have four points on a That's side right. yeah. Yeah. like well it's a legal buck and I said but it wasn't the one I thought I was shooting at. And he goes, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. He goes, right when you shot, I had another deer that was in, like, that I was getting ready to shoot. And he never ended up coming back out after you shot. Oh, man. So I'll just pass it over to Pat because karma always comes back around. You say, I feel like I've heard that before. That's happened before, right? Are you talking about when I did that to you? Yeah, yeah, I got repaid. Yeah, you got repaid for that one. Uh, man, again, I don't know what year it is, but we're up at the cabin gun season, and I think I don't think at this point you've ever shot a buck up at the cabin. And uh, we're sitting like 45 yards apart, 50 yards apart, 60 yards apart, something like that, pretty damn close, especially gun when you're wearing blaze orange. Um, we're, you're still kind of hunting two different areas, and – I have a doe come in to the left of me. Uh, and so I got her lined up in the sights. I'm not paying any attention to what's going on over by Eli. And I don't think I could honestly have seen this buck regardless. But, you know, nothing has been going on for a couple hours. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to crack this doe. Got her lined up in the sights. And I squeeze one off. Drop her. You know, I'm pretty pumped up. One shot. She's done. It ain't three. Right. And call Eli on the radio and eh, I just fucking shot a doe. He's like, dude, I just had a freaking 10 pointer in my scope. And I like had my finger on the trigger and just clicked the safety off. I was ready to shoot. And you oh, freaking man. let one fly. <laughs> and he went <laughs> zipping away. So oh, just no intention. Like I had no idea whatsoever, but just like one of those like ridiculously bad luck stories, like yeah. off by a couple seconds. And yeah, uh, Jeez, man! I deserved it though. That—that's exactly what I did. To, well, it was the other, my other buddy Pat. Yep. Not you. Yep. My other buddy Pat. <laughs> he was just around the river bend for me. Same situation. I don't think he had clicked his safety off at that point, but like, had the gun up, was getting ready to shoot this thing, and I, and I, crack one off, and it's shotgun. So closer distances, those are like loud, and said that i shot and the deer like jumped back and like <laughs> ran back in the brush and just never came back out mm. again i do have one more do you have one jake i got one it's okay pretty quick i was at the same property where i missed three in one night with two arrows i think it's like the last sunday of gun season i'm probably 12 13 maybe at the most and i'm with my uncle and I'm still shooting that 7mm08 and it's getting dark and uh, some does and fawns come out like probably 300 yards away and you know me I'm like let me shoot let me shoot he's like no they're far I'm like let me shoot let me shoot like, whatever so 
I'm out there. They're probably 300 yards away. I'm shooting a seven and weight. I'm 12 years old. And I'm just cracking off at them. That's 300 yards away at least. I mean, they were out there. And yeah, you know, long story short, we go out there and not a drop of blood, not nothing. And <laughs> I've missed more deer than I've shot at that property. I've killed one, and I've probably missed at least five or six. So that property hasn't been the best to me, but. Turkey hunting, I've killed a lot there. Just not the deer is the deer has not been good there. Oh yeah, my last one that comes to mind is the third deer I ever shot. So this was gun season. Two forty three, not single shot twenty gauge, and uh, oh god, <laughs> and there's a, uh, you know, we're sitting there and and there's a group of three deer that come running in and I, I've got time to line it up so three three deer come in one is significantly bigger than the other two so it's a doe and two fawns right they're not fawn fawns they don't have spots anymore they're grown up enough it's gun season That's by this say, point not, right like yeah no it's not they're not super young but like that's the situation it's one doe and then two that are a little bit smaller but like they're gonna be fine so you know i just find the biggest one and i smack her and and boom gun goes off everything's great and we go look for blood nothing so this is exactly what i was talking about with those bullets that bounce off the they, deer they no don't they shoot go, the rubber they, ones no no work. no they went all the way through the deer but they didn't open up any sort of a, a blood trail i mean not a speck because i could watch her go I, I saw the exact trail that she went watch her go for a while she died shortly after i lost track of her but um i, I could see exactly where she went was it a no she blood. or he no blood it was a she at this point and so what year is it because you never know at this point it was a sheet before any of that ever happened at this point it was a sheet and so we went we we went and we tracked it this was in the morning couldn't find it afternoon rolls around we're doing a drive now and this was after we were like I had missed it didn't hit it missed it no blood that's it doing a drive that afternoon and my mom just walks up on it just walks up on a dead deer there it is and so it's like okay obviously that's the one i shot good for me great and we start gutting it and you know typically you kind of start down in the The nuts in the nether region and the parts just weren't matching up and so then we kind of look to the head give it a little little feel this was a nub buck and so it just so happened that it was a doe and two fawns, but the biggest one, I just assumed was the doe, the biggest one was actually the nub buck. It had already outgrown the mom. assume anymore yeah. today. Can't assume. So I shot 17, you got away with I, that. But. I shot the biggest one, and it happened to be a nub buck. So the first buck I ever shot, I thought, was actually a doe. <laughs> and no, technically, we, it's not a buck. And we were... It's not. It has to be three inches or more. Yeah, it's antlerless, so it was still tagged as antlerless. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, the first buck I ever shot, and uh, (laughs) we we I didn't think it was a buck, and we didn't find it 
uh, we had declared it a miss <laughs> until my mom stumbled across it and then there it was. And then, I mean, fails on top of fails. Maybe the reason why I have such a drought is because, you know, the tradition is when you gut it, you cut the nuts off, throw it up in a tree. You ate them? Yeah, what'd you do? No, I didn't. Well, eat I was them. wondering Holy where Jesus this was going. Christ. Did you, did you take them home what and am I pit them on your wall? Rock them out in oysters or what? No, I took them They're and horrible. I threw them up as high as I could and I watched them boom, boom, bang, boom, smack the ground. Well, did Jeez. you cut the sack off or just the balls? Cause... No, just the balls. What are you supposed to. <laughs> Not like individually. I mean, well, like, what I do you mean? That. Like. If he cut up a little more, he'd get a little more to hang in the tree. It was perfect enough to hang, but it oh. just pinballed all the way down, smacked oh, the ground. I mean, and, chase yourself. Yeah, and you I'm did. told that's bad luck. Yeah, well, for at look least at where six we're at or now. seven years. So. And then I dinged and, about then, seven times. Yep, because then I shot the, the spike buck. I think he's about 17 inches. It's generous. And then, um, I, think, I think he's a full. I think he's all of 17. <laughs> All of seventeen. Might, 16 he, no, he might be pushing twenty, and uh, that pushing one did twenty. That that one did not <laughs> stick either. Didn't yeah, stick. Well, when so you shoot is that up. where like that golf ball game testy toss comes from? Pretty much. It's pretty much the same principle. That could be. Yeah. And it's I've tree branches and PVC pipes are the same I, thing. I have yet to stick one, so I think that that's where my hunters. problems stem from. Well, when you nice. shoot one I'd this year, I'd go for the non-toss next time. When I yeah, place them on a branch. Well, see, I I was told that was cheating. Well, who cares at this point? At yeah. this point, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> at this point, who cares? Yeah. I'm doing that, whether it's cheating or not. Yeah, exactly. It can't be worse. Your new nickname is Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I Good will. Times. I think I'll cap this one off. Okay. With this white flag story from 2021. Uh. I know we've got plenty more in the bank. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, if you're still listening to all these fails, <laughs> kudos for you being a hardcore yeah. Buck Fever Outdoors Thanks, podcast Mom. listener. Yep. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, I ended my dismal 2021 bow season, which I I think I got a glimpse at a shooter for about seven seconds that year. Yeah. Just brutal. It was, a, it, was, it was a tough year of bow hunting. Uh, Eli was tagged out. This was the first time I think we ever sat double. Well, second or third time maybe. But we're ending the ending the bow season with one last sit before you know gone the next weekend, and it's probably the last ten minutes of daylight that we got left. Hadn't seen much going on. All of a sudden, this group of does comes running in. I'm like, so wheat. Here we go. I just want some meat for the freezer. They're coming right on in. We're going to drill at least one of these. Um, draw back. First one comes in. 10-yard stroke. Mm. Mm. Right over the back. There's like seven does. None of them care. That one walks off. Literally, the second one watches me grab an arrow, knock it, draw back, steps right out in the shooting lane. Arrow number two, right over the back at 10 freaking yards. Now they run off just a little bit. Me being now 
pissed off with steam coming out of both sides of my ears going, what the hell just happened? Knocks the third arrow and decides to rip one at 35 yards at a hard quartering away shot. Mm. Nope, right between the legs. Mm. Uh, the Matthews bow just about got thrown out of the tree, but the white flag definitely got raised on a super frustrating bow season. Uh, the tree might have been shaken, but it was only because I think Eli above me laughing at my <laughs> dumb ass for missing three times at th- you know two or three different does. I don't know if it was the same one or not. But uh, hey, I, I think that's a good wrap on a, yeah. on a whole bunch of well, failures. You, like, <clears throat> if we tell any more failures, people are going to think like, are we even legit? Do we right. do anything? Like, right. Uh, we have you learn from your mistakes. We have actually put some deer on the ground, but holy cow, is that a long list of failures? You, um, you did remind me when you said you were going to throw your bow out last year when I dropped my bow out of the stand. That's Same right. Yeah, that's right. Literally just <laughs> dropped it out, and I had to shimmy, <laughs> shimmy on down the stand and go grab it off the ground and hope that it was all right and act like nothing out. happened. And, yeah. Right. That yep. didn't just happen. I just nope. dropped my bow out no, of a tree stand from 15. <laughs> and that also reminded me of, I think, the end of that Albert story is I was so upset about what had happened that on my way out, I encountered a possum. At, and he was like, I was going down the trail, and he was coming at me. And then I shot at him, missed. He climbed, <laughs> scurried up a tree. So he's up in a tree. And I decide I'm going to take another crack at him after I had buried an arrow in the dirt. Now I shoot up into the tree. tree. Mm -hmm. Miss. Miss. I don't know where. To this day, I don't know where that arrow is. It's somewhere somewhere on the property. Probably Minnesota. (laughs) It is gone. I was shooting towards Illinois. She's she's gone for sure. Yeah. They can have this. They can have it. So, yeah. Good times. There's, There's fails galore for sure. Yeah, it's long, just part of hunting. Long story part of fun. short, though, part you know, you'd... part of fun. part of the fun. Good stories come from all the failures. We we got to keep it real with people, though. Um, I think that's one thing that with all these televised yeah. hunting shows now it makes know, it look easy. It makes it look so easy, and and that's why people set their sights so high. And it, it's not it's not that easy. Um, if if you haven't made a mistake, kudos to you. But as it's coming, as as a hunter, you know it's sort of inevitable that at some point you're going to have a mistake. So um, the worst ones are the ones where you wound an animal and and can't recover them. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. Anything else? I mean, it's kind of anything else whatever. is laughable and yeah. just a good story in the repertoire. Like, right? If you didn't have all the stories of the ones that got away, yep. Uh, not that it wouldn't be as much fun, but like that's just what makes deer hunting a little bit. Right. It's like all yeah. those tall tales of the ones that got away. Yep. Yeah, that's why it's rewarding when you when you get the job done and yep. do it Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Right. You can't have them all. I mean, some people I think think that hunting is just going out there and having the pick of the litter, but obviously we all know that that is not the yeah. case. At least not with us four. <laughs> not with us. Maybe it's real. With other it's guys, real. We but... have successes and we have a lot of failures. So yeah, for uh, sure, it's all good. All right, it's all part of it. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on two a.m. here. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's close her down. Going on like twenty-one let's, hours. Yeah, let's wrap her up. Um, 
thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. If you still are, um, who, who knows? Anybody out there? April is. Yeah, yeah. Our moms are there, but uh, thanks, other than thanks, other moms. than that, yeah, yeah. Don't forget to hit the like button now. That's the thumbs up one right down there. Not the thumbs down. Thumbs up. You get, you know. Uh, hit the hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Hopefully more successes than failures coming this year. But you betcha. Hey, if you got one takeaway, tiny bodies, big racks, love it. See ya. <laughs> See ya next time. Buck fever outdoors. Yep. We're out. Get the fever going. <laughs> get the fever going.